Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past, headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring Bill Goodwin, Margaret Whiting, Vera Vegg, Jerry Colonna, and comedian Bob Hope. And now, from the early 50s, here's the Bob Hope Show. The Bob Hope Show, transcribed direct from the Naval Air Station, Los Alamitos, California, with Les Brown and his band of renown, our singing star, Margaret Whiting, our special guests, Vera Vague and Jerry Colonna, and here he is, Bob Hope. Thank you very, very much. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are at the Los Alamitos Naval Air Station. Once again, and I want to tell you it's wonderful playing golf with a full general. It's the first time I ever walked in the fairway and had the gophers stand at attention. <laughs> he plays a very interesting game. Every time he gets stuck in a sand trap, he calls the Pentagon and asks for reinforcements. <laughs> the general won, but I'm not making any excuses. After all, I use the regular clubs, and it's very hard to beat a man who uses a number three cannon off the tee. <laughs> and I went over to Las Vegas and played in a tournament of champions. Las Vegas, that's the city in the world where the traffic lights are marked, stop going eight to five, you don't make it. <laughs> Lots of famous people have played in this tournament. Jack Benny started in the tournament, but he lost his ball in the second hole. He's expected to recover. <laughs> I can't play serious tournament golf because my right arm is six inches longer than my left. It happened the other night at the Y. Somebody put a wad of gum in the finger hole of my bowling ball. <laughs> But I love golf because I've made as much from it as many of those big money players. It's true, I was caddying for 50 cents a day back in Cleveland when one of Jimmy Thompson's drives turned me into a comedian. <laughs> Hit me right in the back of the head and I've been this way ever since. <laughs> but I'm happy. You know, they used to hold the atom bomb experiments in Nevada, but Las Vegas requested they be moved to the Pacific Ocean. They figured that fish are easier to replace than pigeons. <laughs> But I enjoyed playing in Walter Winchell's golf tournament. It was nice to see a columnist relax. But even though Walter's on vacation, Winchell's still on the lookout for news. And there was one exciting moment in the hotel when Walter and the house detective both peeked through the same keyhole and locked eyeballs. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're doing our show from the Los Alamitos Naval Air Reserve Station near Long Beach, California. And in honor of the occasion, I'll get it. Hello? Hello, Hope? Well, Professor Corona. 
Kelowna? I borrowed the Captain Pascal's Jeep to look around the station. To look around the station? Yeah, we've been driving for two hours with our windshield wipers going, but couldn't see a thing. Well, where are you now? Catalina Island. <laughs> Kelowna, shake your head and see if it rattles. Okay, Hope. <laughs> for a minute, you had me worried. <laughs> I tell you, Kelowna, I don't see how you could have gotten lost. I'll tell you how to get back here. You take Route 66 till you reach the first crossroads. Then you turn left and go on Highway 101. When you come to a dirt road, make a right turn and travel 23 miles till you come to the main boulevard. Go straight till you see Highway 21, turn left, continue 19 miles, and at the first traffic light past Long Beach, you turn right, and here you are. Pardon? <laughs> I said take Route 66 till you reach the first crossroads, then you turn left, and... Never mind, Hope. I just hit the main gate. <laughs> oh, that Kelowna. He's got all his buttons. It's too bad they're not sewed on. <laughs> well, we can't wait for the professor to get here. Les Brown! Les! Yeah, Bob? You can start the show. Okay. <clears throat> and now, ladies and gentlemen... And now, ladies and gentlemen... And now, we're a little late, so good night, folks. <laughs> You've been listening to Les Brown, and as they won't be around next week because Ray Anthony has taken their place orchestra. <laughs> well, Vera Vay, come in, honey. It's great to see you again, Miss Vague. How are you tonight? Oh, wonderful, Mr. Hope. In fact, I feel just like a girl in her teens. Really? Which one, 16 or Ovaltine? <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Why did they ever put your life story in the Saturday Evening Post when there's a magazine called True Crime Confessions? <laughs> Miss Vague, don't knock my life story. I beat my brains out writing it. Well, there's another mystery that's been cleared up. <laughs> no. I'm only joking, Mr. Hope. My, it's really nice to see you again. It is? Yes. You're so handsome and big and strong. Just look at those powerful shoulders. You like them? <laughs> yes, whose are they? <laughs> They're mine. I bought them myself. And Miss Vane... very sharp yourself tonight. Oh, well, thank you. I like that perfume you have on. What is that? Oh, it's called Eau de Beau de Jolie de la Nuit de Passion Grand Flamier. What's that in English? Essence of braised ox joints. <laughs> no, uh, no, really, Eau de Beau is a very, very fine perfume. It comes in three strengths. Three strengths? Yes, kissable, squeezable, and not so loud. Papa's a light sleeper. <laughs> I can understand you're using a high-octane perfume, Miss Vague. You need a little assistance here and there. Just what do you mean by that remark? Well, every girl uses beauty aids, Miss Vague. Oh, well, that's better. I, I... Of course, you're the only girl I know who can take a bath in Lanolith Plus and come out minus. <laughs> oh, you dear. 
dear clever boy. You know, you're a credit to your parents. Thank you. Someday I must climb that tree and congratulate them. <laughs> Say, Rob, don't you think you should be a little more tactful with Miss Vegg? She, she told me she spent six hours in a beauty parlor just so she'd look nice on the show. She did? Sure. Oh, well, that was sweet of you, Miss Vague, although I think women are foolish spending so much time at the beauty parlors. They're just plain silly. Oh, yes, aren't they? What's your day? <laughs> My day? Miss Vague, what makes you think I go to the beauty parlor? Well, I just happened to notice a bottle of Maybelline eyeshadow out there with your name on it. <laughs> oh, that... Well, sometimes the smog takes the curl out of my eyelashes. <laughs> Say, you know the gang, don't you, Miss Vague? This is Les Brown. Hello, Miss Vague. Oh, well, how do you do? Oh, Mr. Brown, your hand is so firm and cool. You're holding my saxophone. <laughs> oh, I thought you had poor circulation. <laughs> you know, Mr. Brown, I'm very fond. I'm, I'm a music lover. <laughs> you... You are, Miss Faye? Yes, I am. I didn't know that. When did you start loving music? Since I found out it was played by musicians. <laughs> oh, Vera, you souped up Jane Russell, you. Flying, aren't you, Miss Vane? Uh, yes. You know, it's it's remarkable too, considering so much of you has been grounded. I happen to feel gay because I had a good rest last sure night. Sure, you do. You know, I bought an electric blanket, and I had the most wonderful dreams. An electric blanket? Well, do you want to tell us about your dreams? No, no, they were too shocking. <laughs> Sorry. Now, now, let me talk to your orchestra leader, if you don't mind. What? You know, Mr. Brown, I, I really do love music. How would you like to introduce me to your band? It's a pleasure, Miss Vague. Boys, this is Miss Vera Vague. <laughs> Aren't they cute? <laughs> All sleeping like babies. I think I'll sneak over and kiss the trumpet player. <laughs> That trumpet in his mouth. Well, unless his musicians know their stuff, Miss Vague, they suit their music to a person's character. Oh, really? I'll show you. Fellas, what would you play for Zsa Zsa Gabor? Oh, you know, Mr. Hope, I've reformed and I never think of chasing men anymore. I wonder, what would you boys play for me? Any questions? Margaret Whiting from the Capitol Record Factory, aided by Les Brown, doing I Speak to the Stars. Come in, Margaret Whiting. I speak to the stars in a sky full of wonder, in a world full of magic. It may be they can hear what my heart is thinking of. I speak to the stars and I ask them to tell me 
Am I making a blunder? Is this just an illusion or is it really What's all the excitement about? SGLI insurance rates reduced 15%. Hey, that is news. Here's a dime. Give me a paper. Now, let's see. SGLI rates down. SGLI now costs only $255 a month for $15,000 worth of protection. Veterans Administration announces that this rate reduction of 15% effective as of July 1st. Hey, that's great. Excuse me, fellow. What does SGLI mean? Serviceman's Group Life Insurance. Thanks, buddy. Now move on. You're crowding me. Extra, extra. Read all about it. SGLI. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, when we're playing a naval air station, Bob charters a plane for transportation. So this morning at 9 o'clock, we all met at the airport in Burbank for the trip down here. Hey, Bill, what a beautiful morning for flying. I can't wait to get started. See, that reminds me, when Vera Vague and Margaret Whiting get here, I want you to help me out with something. What's that, Rob? Well, at a party the other night, Miss Vague mentioned that she liked flyers, so I told her that I could fly a plane. You told her that you could fly a plane? Oh, are you kidding? Oh, now, don't break yourself up about it, boy. You're getting awfully happy about one little line. It's, after all, it's not so impossible. I could fly. Oh, not much. You can't even stand a little altitude. You blacked out twice just putting the star on your Christmas tree. 
Why are you such a snitch? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I had to give up my ballet lessons at Arthur Murray's because every time I stood on tiptoe, I got a nosebleed. <laughs> but if Miss Vague or Maggie should mention anything about my being a pilot, Bill, don't give me away. Here they come now. Hi, fellas. Are we late? No, we're just about ready to leave, Margaret. Oh, Mr. Hope, I'm a little disappointed. I expected to see you in uniform. Uniform? Yes, Bill. Bob is an honorary flying admiral in the Navy. Didn't you know it? <laughs> I don't think the Navy knows it. <laughs> uh, what I mean is... Well, I, I wasn't a flying admiral very long. I was temporary. They promised me something better as soon as I finished flight school. <laughs> Your daring exploits were really frightening. Some of those narrow escapes you had were so fantastic, I could hardly believe they really happened. I'm with you. <laughs> Just picture this, Mr. Goodman. His rudders were completely gone. Both wings shot away. Nothing left of the plane but the instrument panel. And 70 Russian Mings were firing machine gun bullets at him. <laughs> Mings? <laughs> Mings. And it was worse than that. I was all out of peppermint lifesavers. Bob, you didn't finish telling us that most exciting story of all. You remember the time you saved the aircraft carrier single-handed? Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You only saved one <laughs> aircraft carrier? Well, I didn't have much time. I had to get back to the station. I had some fudge on the stove. <laughs> I just got to hear the end of that story. You were flying low, and the submarine had just fired on the carrier. What'd you do? Well, what any red-blooded American boy would have done. I leaned out of the cockpit and lassoed the torpedo. <laughs> lassoed? Fortunately, yeah, I was wearing my Hopalong Cassidy outfit at the time. <laughs> anyway, that's how I got my first oak leaf cluster. Oh, Bob, let's get aboard the plane. Okay, where's the pilot? Oh, there isn't any, Bob. We told the charter service we wouldn't need a pilot, that you'd fly the plane down here yourself. <laughs> You told them that I would fly the plane? That's right, so they didn't send a pilot. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Bob, what's the matter? He just swallowed his oak leaf cluster. <laughs> well, if you're not going to fly the plane, Bob, who is? Well, wait right here. I saw a flying school across the street. I'll run over there and see if I can hire a pilot. Oh, pardon me. Is this the flying school? Yes, this is the Apex Instruction Service. Well, can I hire a pilot? Yes, our head instructor's up with a plane. He'll be landing any minute. There he is now. <laughs> Who closed the window? Professor Colonna, so you're a flyer, Colonna. Yes, Hope, I'm a very experienced flyer. I always fly upside down. You fly upside down? How come? No suspenders. Keep my pants <laughs> up. <laughs> Look, Minklip, why don't you find... Why don't you find another idiot and get married? Can you cook? <laughs> Professor, I need a pilot to fly my radio show down to Los Alamitos. Mr. Hope, are we ready to go now? Oh, yes. Here's our pilot. Miss Vague, you remember Professor Colonna? Oh, of course. My cocker spaniel and his mustache go to the same veterinarian. <laughs> oh, how are you, Professor? <laughs> you got the A-bomb, the H-bomb, and now this. <laughs> 
Well, hop aboard the plane, folks. Uh, I'm so thrilled going up in your plane, Professor. Yes, Miss Vague, this makes Professor Colonna the first man who ever took you up on anything. Uh. <laughs> Come on, Brush Mush. Los Alamitos, let's go. Off we go into the wild of blue yonder. Mr. Hope, the plane is tossing around. Is that pilot doing the best he can? Well, I'll call him, Miss Vague. Colonna? Yes? Aren't you flying rather low? Not at all, Hope. I'm flying at my usual altitude. Well, what was that last bump we went over? Streetcar tracks in Cucamonga. <laughs> Trouble, Hope. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> We're out of gas and losing altitude, but I'm not worried. Colonna, we're out of gas and losing altitude? That's right. Then why aren't you worried? I bailed out ten minutes ago. <laughs> Kelowna, why don't you stop being a fool? I can't now. I already paid my union dues. Professor, <laughs> you left us without a pilot. How are we going to land? Don't worry about a thing, Hope. You get in the pilot seat and I'll guide you in from the control tower. Ready? Okay. I'm in the pilot seat, but it's so foggy I can't see the field. Just follow my directions. I see your plane and I'll tell you what to do. Nose down a little. Now right rudder. Now level off some. Level off some. Now feather your prop. Feather prop. Now cut your throttle. Cut throttle. Now flaps down and give it some more left rudder. Good. Now let your wheels down. <laughs> oh, thanks for the memory of this Los Alamitos base where every man's an ace. For on the ground or skyward bound, they assure our nation's place. And we thank you so much. Say, we want to thank Captain Pascoe, Commander Taylor, and Party Erdman for having us down here tonight. And our thanks to Miss Vague and Jerry Colonna for helping us to really make this old home week. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very, very much. Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. Are you one of those who takes for granted the liberties and freedoms granted you as an American citizen? Take the freedom of movement we have within our own country. We can move about wherever and whenever we please without passports or permission. All we need do is respect the laws of the community we're in. This freedom granted to you cannot be taken for granted. All freedoms must be cherished and protected. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.